Hey, it's Gaz, one half of Teenage Dirtbags, here to just mention that uh, the audio quality on this episode and the next few episodes is not great. We use a different recording setup than Cole and I use, and we are working on it. We record these in big batches, so we ask for your patience. And in the meantime, keep in mind, you ain't seen nothing yet. Cool world, cool noids, cool tunes, girls and boys, add that movie to your task mask, cause it's a podcast. Food is serious, it could make you delirious, we want you to have a healthy experience, what you hear, Gary Butterfield, so Butterfield, he's so Butterfield, half a teenage dirtbag is Butterfield. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Gary Butterfield, Brayden Cameron. He's Gary. I'm Brayden. We are here today to talk about uh, one of, personally, one of my favorite videos by maybe the undisputed king of the fish islands, Busta Rhymes. The video is dangerous. Gary, how are you? I'm doing well. Together, we're dangerous. He's the king of the fish islands. He's also the king of the puffy jacket, whereas Missy Elliott is the queen of the puffy jacket. Yeah. And together they rule the puffy kingdom in in harmony. To be honest, the puffy kingdom sounds super adorable. I love it. Yeah, it sounds very adventure timey. I'm I'm doing well though. Um uh yeah, just uh just settled some some real estate woes and and uh just got out of the shower, so I'm feeling so fresh and so clean. Another clean. uh video. Yeah. <laughs> and uh how, how are you doing? I'm also doing well. Uh, I'm just sitting in my kitchen recording because there's less echo, you know, like usual. Uh, yeah. Bought a microwave recently, so that's a thing. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Really, like, let's open up some culinary delights. Really sprucing the place up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> complete with 70s. Like it's it's finally all the amenities of a modern 70s home. The uh, the biggest thing about a microwave, it's not like you're going to go out and buy a bunch of lean cuisines. It's no. because now you can make things in big batches and reheat it. Right. That so that, was, that's the biggest thing for a microwave. Right, exactly. And reheat it in a way that doesn't uh, have me constantly worrying that I, I'm going to burn it. Or, or just like dry it out to, yeah. to nothingness. Can I, Brayden, can, can we take a, can we sidebar this real quick? Sure. And can I tell you, uh, go into one of our favorite segments, uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This? Oh yeah, of course, please do. <laughs> So I had a dream the other day, and as everyone knows, hearing about dreams is really boring. But this reminded me of something, and there's very some, something very specific about it. Uh-huh. In this dream, I rigged my crock. I made a bean soup in my crock pot, and then rigged it to still be going on while I put the crock pot in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So the the slow cooker was cooking this bean soup while being in the fridge, and I forgot about it for days and days. Yeah. And then I saw you, and you're like, "Hey, what happened to that soup you made?" And I'm like, Which oh, is, shit. That's fitting with my character because I ask you that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's your classic catchphrase. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot about this soup. And I got the soup and it looked kind of like, like I was trying to figure out if it was still edible after being simultaneously refrigerated and slow cooked yeah. for days. And I'm stirring it with a wooden spoon. And as I'm stirring it, it's like de- it's like dissolving into smaller like cotton, you know how in cotton candy, it looks like you just have a big bowl full of sugar and then yeah. you spin the cotton candy thing around and it looks like it's disappearing, but it's really just going around the spoon. Mm. It was like that with a bean soup. 
and was just like slowly disappearing and congealing to the spoon. And I was like, well, I wonder if I could eat this part that's out of the spoon. And then, then I woke up. Yeah. Um, that was a, uh, it was a dream. It was a classic <laughs> episode of Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Yeah, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. That was good. Uh, Gary, uh, before, again, before we start the video, I just want to do another one of our favorite segments. Rewind. Please be kind. Rewind, of course. Exactly. Where we go back and we talk about the last episode. Gary, wasn't yeah. it fun to work with Evan Jones Thorne and listen to and watch the video for Eiffel 65's I'm Blue? It was really fun. I liked all of the Evan facts mm-hmm. that he presented us with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great segment. Yeah, absolutely. Good episode. Good segment. Uh, but looking towards the future, let's talk mm-hmm. about Buster Rhymes. Let's. Uh, is, which is a, a little bit of a portmanteau for uh, bust, busting rhymes, I think. I believe his, so, yes. He is busting rhymes. So we'll talk about busting rhymes and his song Dangerous from uh, When Disaster Strikes. Yeah. Now, this video is 1998. Is that correct? Because Buster Rhymes tells us that. Um. <laughs> he does. Well, here's the thing is he yells 1998 a whole lot. Yeah. But the single was released in 1997. Wow. So he was, he was writing it with an eye towards the future. Yeah. Well, as he should, because, uh, I don't know, he's he's kind of ahead of his time. Noted futurist, busting <laughs> rhymes. Side note, and this is not a segment, but one of my absolute favorite words, just on an aesthetic level, uh, content as well, uh, Afrofuturism. Oh, Sure. Yeah, I like that too. I also I like and this is more uh, attached, but I like flip mode. Flip mode, like this is not like a fun like flip mode. Like, doesn't it just sound like there's just a nice percussiveness to that? Yeah, and it's got good. there's like a natural melody to that word. Flip mode. Ode. Okay, like you, you always have to hit that note. Ode. Yeah, it's good. It sounds good. Yeah. Um. So Gary, this this video for everyone who didn't watch it and they should have uh, and they should they should yes. stop the, right always. now go watch it again uh but it's it's taking a lot of cues from the first lethal weapon movie uh which is 11 years old at the time that this is filmed yes but a noted influence on hip hop culture and busting rhymes uh specifically i i caught some of that um, yeah. also I, but that was one of the very few things I caught because I have no idea what's happening in the plot of this, this video. Like I had more of an, I, I could follow the plot of Eiffel 65's blue more than I could follow the plot of this video. Yeah, <laughs> like I know, well, I know there are guys, <laughs> like I know there are, there are old white guys who best Buster Rhymes is dressed up as yeah, who like, or don't like each other. Well, it's a little confusing because you have, let me, let's break it all down. Uh, it starts off with uh, famous famous actor Bill Duke uh, seems to be playing the part of of uh, Murtaugh in this what's the word I'm looking for this kind of uh, parody loving of homage weapon yeah loving homage is appropriate uh, so Bill Duke is in uh, and get this this is great um, Commando Predator Battlestar Galactica X Men The Last Stand and a little nod to the future here, Gary. A little TV show called My Own Worst Enemy. Hello, hello. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was looking up My Own Worst Enemy, it kept popping up uh, as TV show. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, I'm not interested in that unless it's literally based on the song. Yeah, um, it uh, it's, probably it's isn't. Yeah. Uh, so so Bill Duke is being informed, and his character name, I don't think, maybe it comes up, I don't know. But he's being informed that uh, uh, Spliff Star uh, plays a Gary Busey-like character. Um, is escaping prison being transferred? It's not clear. <laughs> And yeah, it's very it's very hard to tell exactly. Like it is very hard just to get a basic ABC plot going on out of yeah. this. And like I thought he was transferring was my my idea, but then there are also things that suggest that he he escaped. Yeah, and uh, so then uh, Bill Duke complains he doesn't have a partner, and he gets teamed up with Buster Rhymes in Whiteface playing uh, Riggs equivalent, uh, but like the weirdest Riggs equivalent with like the grossest makeup in the history. He of looks the universe. really terrifying. Like he, yeah. he goes, he's, he's going straight Bob Dylan with mm-hmm. this shit. Like he looks like he's just kind of electric Bob Dylan's face onto his normal face. <laughs> and like, it's, it's super, super scary. It's also super scary because of the, uh, the signature busting rhymes, herky jerky, like semi stop motion fish eye, like yeah. shutter speed camera technique. So like, Buster Rhymes always looks like he's a little bit in Jacob's ladder whenever yeah. he's moving around. Like if you just change the soundtrack, it would be scary as opposed to super cool. <laughs> well, you know? I, you know, not to go too far off topic, but have you seen the video, the Buster Rhymes video for "Give Me Some More"? I, I don't think I have. I, I uh, knew most most of the uh, the Buster Rhymes I knew where it was, uh, you know, "Woo Ha," and then yeah. uh, "Put Your Hands uh, Where My Eyes Could See." Stuff like that. Like I, I see, I knew some other other songs, but I don't think I know that song. Sure. Yeah. Give me some more video. Include is basically the plot of that is tiny young baby Busta Rhymes turns into a horny blue demon and chases <laughs> around a housewife wearing a super sexy uh, like outfit, um, and it's scary as hell. <laughs> I almost think that we could do a sideshow that's just Buster Rhymes videos based, <laughs> based on this. Like he he does he's he's a he's a font of imagination. Yeah, maybe we yeah. could we could do a like an extra style thing just called Give Me Some More. And it's just the Buster Rhymes sub podcast. We just talk about that. I tell the story about a guy I knew in college named uh, Mike Hyman, who we called Busta Himes, and uh, <laughs> how I ran into him at a yarn store. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, One of the things about this video, you know, given that Busta Himes plays so many roles, is that it seemed like a perfect time to introduce uh, one of our favorite segments on the show, mm-hmm. um, Who Wore It Best? And the reason being is that since the show is primarily concerned with videos from the 90s, 80s, 70s, 2000s, 2010s, and today's, a lot of these videos deal with uh, the members of the band dressing up in comical incognito costumes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So you'll have the band performing, but then you'll also have the guys in the band dressed up as this other thing. So I wanted to ask you, what do, mm-hmm. who do you think out of all the different Buster Rhymes personas in here, which one's the best? Who wore it best? Oh, I personally, and it, this is just me because I, I, 
I have a lot of history is his Shonuff Shogun costume. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because the Shonuff Shogun does does make an appearance here. He does in this. Uh, yes. Um, uh, which which is nice. Yeah. And Shonuff Shogun, of course, from one of my favorite movies in the 1980s, which is uh, Last Dragon, in which uh, Bruce Leroy. Uh, fights the mean in the mean streets of New York City against Shonuff Shogun, who is a gang leader and also uh, apparently a Japanese daimyo. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and it also features, like, I think the entire music video for DeBarge's uh, Rhythm of the Night in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how DeBarge became El DeBarge. Yeah, well, like he, I, I, he got fancy. Like I, I, yeah, I got, I got this, or just became a bullfighter. Like I, I got the um, this like box set that's all the Motown number one hits because um, I love Motown because I'm human. And the uh, you know it's it's great in the the 60s and 70s, and then it gets in the 80s and it's like okay, you know, lots of DeBarge, and then all of a sudden they go from DeBarge to Eldebarge, and like it goes from like Rhythm of the Night to Who's Johnny, and it's yeah. really confusing. Oh yeah, he did. Who's Johnny? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the DeBarge. Yeah, <laughs> the DeBarge. That, that, man, that that all real talk. This is this is a little telling tales out of school, I think. Gary and Brayton, please report to the principal's office. <laughs> but real talk, that would be a good video for us to do for the show. Mm. If you've seen the video for for Who's Johnny. There's like uh, I, intercut I, scenes of short circuit with like this yeah. bonkers court case going on at the wow. same time. Yeah. If you're doing bonkers court cases, then we should probably also do um, uh, Billy Joel's um, Keeping the Faith. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I think that's on Innocent Man, and that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all okay. good. All good future prospects. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back and talk about dangerous a little bit. Dangerous, so dangerous. Mm-hmm. My whole entire unit is dangerous. So um, we're following along. The plot is basically uh, Spliss Star has escaped the custody and is being chased by terrifying monster version of Martin Riggs, as played by Buster Rhymes. Uh, through a variety of locations. Sometimes they fight each other. Um, uh, sometimes Martin Riggs is fighting Shonuff Shogun, which is also played by uh, Buster Rhymes. But intercut between this is uh, Buster Rhymes doing what he does best, which is rapping directly into a fisheye lens. Yes, in a series of progressively more Elton John-like outfits. Yes, as he goes. and like, he goes from straitjacket to like, uh, I wrote it down here, a tinfoil super suit yeah. <laughs> to, to Bootsy Collins. Like it's obviously yes. like a, uh, like a real kind of Bootsy Collins star glasses, uh, somebody who's from the mothership sort of uh, outfit at the end. Yes. He's, he's having fun. Like mm-hmm. I, I watching this video made me kind of wish that I was Buster Rhymes, like in this video where you just like, just run into a, a wardrobe and just take whatever. And yeah. just come out and get a real, you know, yell at a, a fisheye lens. Like, it sounded really fun. And he looks but, like he's having a great time. You, and you have to think about it, like, from a, from a, like, a technical standpoint, how long this video must have taken to film. Because there's, because Buster Rhymes himself is in, like, 19 outfits. 
he's playing yes. like four characters. Uh, there must be extensive makeup on his hideous Martin Riggs face. Um, oh, and his, 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 uh, his, his split face. Yeah, well, that's not Well, yeah, that's not him. That's not him. But he also has hideous makeup. So just as far yeah. as time for the video to take. Yeah, and it just like, and, and how many takes it must have been of him singing this song directly into a camera in all those different outfits. Um, well, and I think the way that... Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I think no, the no. way that they make him look all herky-jerky and make the everything else look smooth is to mm-hmm. buy, like, in that truck scene where he's driving the truck, I think they're driving the truck very slowly, and he's yeah. moving, you know, at normal speeds, and then they speed it up, and it makes the truck look like it's driving normal, but he's moving at super twitchy Jacob's Ladder speed. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably correct. Yeah, uh, which would also take tons of time. Yeah, super. It's just just weird. Just uh, <laughs> weird yeah. amounts of time. Like it, this is probably like if I was to guess, this is at least a full weekend of ten hour a day shoots to get this video, and that's like a conservative estimate. Yeah, that's how how many man hours this probably took. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, looking at the Wikipedia, I didn't realize that the rhythm track for this was from a song called "Et Boogie" by the Extra T's. Oh really? Which is a band I've never heard before, but I like that. I'm really curious as to what E.T. Boogie, yeah, which came out in 1982. Good. Like, when did the E.T. the movie come out? Uh, 1980, 81, something like that. So yeah, close. that's what I, that's what I thought too. So this is probably this the this samples a song that was about E.T. the extraterrestrial. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> a band called the Extra T's, and the T's yeah. probably stand for terrestrial. Well, I just I assume T-shirts. Oh sure, yeah, like the plain white extra tees. Yeah. <laughs> An amazing portmanteau band. Yes, the mashup. Hey there, Delilah. I'm dangerous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you actually knew a plain white tees uh, song because I didn't. The uh, that, that's the that's the one I know. A little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, uh, I guess it's a, a tale from Train Town or what have you. Um, uh, or uh, corn maze memory. memory. <laughs> corn maze memory. Um, as listeners may or may not know, um, I'm divorced, and my uh, when I was planning my wedding um, beforehand, my ex mother in law uh, was super insistent that we play that plain white tea song at our wedding. In a very weird way, like, what's it to you? And then also no. And and we all, we just said no, but she kept like playing it for us. Like she would send emails and just be like, it's so pretty. And it would just be the video of like, it was some guy, it wouldn't even be like the official video. It was like a guy doing an acoustic cover of Hey There Delilah. Yeah. And uh, I think that in her mind, she just imagined uh, that being our wedding song. Did, did it, was it later revealed like years later that she always wanted to name your ex-wife Delilah, but was not allowed to. <laughs> I think that she always wanted a son-in-law named Delilah. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, just no. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I, I do think that that's probably a big reason why the marriage failed. Yeah, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with that. Totally ready to just go along with it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah. wait, that's ridiculous." Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I think that it, it was not because we didn't play the the plain white tees. Now, if we played the plain white extra tees, yeah, and et boogie, we could have we could have really got down with some matrimony action. <laughs> um, okay, so at one point, uh, they 
Split Star and Buster Rhymes uh, are running through an area. Split Star is doing a very weird dance on a girder, uh, yeah. which is like hypnotizing. Um, yeah. And and then they end up in the back of what is a strip club, uh, but you know, like a PG strip club. So it's just ladies in bikinis uh, and dudes looking like guys do at a strip club, I assume. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of fighting, which they haven't done up to this point, but you know, there's been fighting. It's building there's, up to it. Yeah. There's a torture scene for goodness sakes. that we Cor- Kind of. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly gentle torture scene though. Like yeah, I was noticing a, that too. Like it looks like everyone's having fun. He's just splashing water on him. For well, most it's of a it. direct. It's a direct reference to the torture scene in *Lethal Weapon*. Yeah, I think that, I think this is the probably the point in the show where I should admit to you that I've never seen *Lethal Weapon*. Oh, so you didn't recognize <laughs> that know. amazing saxophone part at the beginning of the video? <laughs> no, no. Like I, I feel like I have a weird, a lot of like pop culture osmosis knowledge of *Lethal Weapon*. Sure. Just from seeing it parodied and stuff, but yeah. a lot of the things you're talking about are making me realize, like, I actually have no concrete memories of that movie. I yeah. don't think I've seen it. And if I did, I was very young. I, you know, I might. The thing is, is that Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are close enough in my memory that I think the torture scene might actually be in Lethal Weapon 2, but I'm not mm. 100% sure. So, um, anyway... Uh, Do yourself a favor, Gary. Don't watch Lethal Weapon if you don't want <laughs> okay. to. But watch <laughs> the trailer. For years. Yeah. Watch the trailer on YouTube because it's like the most eighties trailer for a movie I've ever seen. Like it's really fantastic. I will. Okay. Thank- good. Yeah. <laughs> this the, is uh, another segment of Do Yourself a Favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this could be part of our spinoff podcast, uh, Teenage Popcorn Bags, where we just talk about movie trailers. <laughs> I would love that show. We should. We already. We have too many shows. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 we'll put that. We'll put that in the burner. Put yeah. that. Put that in the hopper for for once we run out of music videos. We'll change into Teenage Popcorn Bags. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so so we were talking about the fight in the strip club. Yeah, so they don't actually fight in the strip club. They just are in this really, like, an inch away from each other's face dance-off. Yeah, yeah, simultaneous dance-off. Like, they're kind of taking turns, but not, you know, there's a, because they're doing that fast motion thing, there's constant fidget. There's a low-level fidget going on at all times. There's a, a constant fidget and a weird just kind of like, we're right, we're not, I'm not. I'm chasing you, but I'm also dancing with you. Like, I don't understand yeah. the purpose of this. This is the part where the plot falls apart to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the, the video does not have a, uh, a clear beginning, middle, and end by any right. means. Right. It has, like, a clear beginning and middle. And I don't, you know, the thing is, is that I don't know enough about Buster Rhymes' videos, uh, even looking back in my memory, to think that maybe the plots continued over in another video. Because right after they escaped the frolic room, which is the... the <laughs> <laughs> the name of the strip club. Uh, Spliff Star's character steals a bus, um, and uh, Mar- the Mar- Martin Riggs equivalent uh, hangs on to the side of it while it drives through a Busta Rhymes uh, billboard, and that's the end of the video. Yeah, and then they lived happily ever after. Yeah, off so like somewhere away, but not. But no, he yeah, he's, it's actually the yeah the movie ends mid chase. Yeah, like like R- Riggs is still uh, still on the side of the bus. 
and then he's you know so we don't know what happens with, with them like they just go and have bus adventures or he just arrests him later or Riggs falls off yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, later we see them again uh, in what appears to be the police precinct doing a dance thing towards the end of the video, uh, and it's all of the characters dancing yeah. together. Yeah, it's a real powerful message of peace. It is. It is uh, exactly that. It's a harmony. It's you know, like when you've given that sort of a chase um, through a music video after a criminal. When you finally catch them, you realize that we're all criminals and that we should yes. all just work together and love each other. Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot like the classic Avengers or Fantastic Four storyline, Emperor Doom. Actually, I think mm. this Avengers, where uh, Dr. Doom gets what he wants and takes over the world, but it's super unsatisfying to him. Yeah. And uh, the Riggs knows that. So if he were to actually catch uh, Spliffstar, you know, like, what would, then, then what? There's no purpose for him. They define each other like uh, yeah. the Unbreakables. Yeah, they're they're yings and yangs. Yeah, I don't I don't want to alarm you, Brayton, but the uh, CD single for this mm-hmm. song has an acu- or uh, acapella version of this. Oh yeah, well a lot of singles do, uh, a lot of hip hop singles do. There's acapella versions and there's just the backing beat versions hmm. so that you could sample them if you wanted to, but then also you could mix in the beat while you were uh, DJing. I was okay. I guess that makes sense. I was trying to imagine what this would sound like. I wasn't thinking of a backing beat. I was just thinking about just Buster Rhymes, yeah, rapping with nothing else going on, and it was interesting. Yeah, it's great because that's a, you know like with uh, you would take that uh, acapella and then you would put it over a different beat at the club, and people would be like, "Oh my!" And then yeah. uh, years and years later, you would end up with like the whole mashup uh, thing that happened in like two thousand six. Sure, the girl talk culture that we yeah. we all worked with, you know, suffered through the um, not quite suffered through, but yeah, the um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, that was the thanks for teaching me a lesson, buddy. Hey, that's I, all right. I, 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 I mean, sarcastically, I, I'm sorry that sounds sarcastic. I, I mean, thank you for teaching me something I didn't know about hip hop singles. Yeah, a little little fun fact about hip hop singles. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It. It's great. That's what makes uh, hip hop so much fun to do at karaoke because there's like almost every song is available. <laughs> It also is what makes this podcast so good is that every time we do it, I learned a little bit of something. Well, you know, we like that for not just uh, our host, but the audience as well. Everyone should be learning a little something. <laughs> and you know, that reminds me just of one of the things, um, just to talk some more sugary about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time for one of our favorite segments. Uh, remember how great it was when you did that? You remember? Remember that? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> no, I don't. And, and I just, I just want to point out, and I, I mentioned this to you off mic, but I want to say it on the record, how funny it is. I think during the the video for uh, Heart in a Blender, when you said, "Now we get to the part that everyone loves, tie me to the bedpost," which something like that has stuck with me for no good reason. Like the I referring to that as the part everyone loves is very funny to me. <laughs> like, well, it's the part everyone's waiting for. If, I feel like it really kind of is like uh, no, it, it's a it's a it's a great part to this, to a song that I have come along, come around on and now believe is a great song, yeah. um, but it is it is a great part of a great song, but just like the idea of anyone who's listening to that just like waiting in breathless anticipation for him to go Tommy to the bed post. Um, yeah, I imagine there are a lot of dudes 
that just like that's the one part of that song I remember, and like they're yeah. just they're at the karaoke club, uh, yeah. and they're just waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I what happens in my head. Let me. That I'm going to explain it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, another note I wanted to make about the video is that because of the fisheye nature, um, Buster Rhymes, I think you see, and I'm not, how do I want to phrase this? I think about 20% of this video is just uh, Buster Rhymes opening his mouth towards the fisheye lens. And I don't mean that in a like, well, clearly he's rapping, so he has to open his mouth. Like, I mean, he's doing it to accentuate something or as a gesture. Yeah. Yeah. He's baring his mouth. Yeah. It's like you, some predators bear their teeth. He just bears his, his maw, which he knows with the fisheye lens really looks like it could swallow us all. Yeah. Like it could swallow yeah. our pride. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have laughed so hard at your subtle reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't mean to keep just bringing back that song. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I kind of like that. It's going to be a through point for several episodes. <laughs> it's just, and, and it's to, to tell us some more tales out of school. Gary and Brayton, please report to the principal's office. <laughs> We're recording this batch. Like this has been like, three weeks since the last time we recorded and I'm still thinking about beautiful oblivion like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that song's really haunting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, no, I get it. I get it. I do. Yeah. It's a song. <sighs> yeah. I don't even know what else to say about this video. I think, do you, I mean, you think we're pretty good on it? I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've said, said my piece on this. It's, yeah. a, it's not my favorite Buster Rhymes song. Like, yeah. I, I think that there are other songs he does that are catchier songs. Um, the video is super, you know, su- super amazing, though. Right. It's just like the uh, the chorus part that is just a little, for me, is, is like a little, like, monotony. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't hear the hook so much. Yeah, it is. Um, it's tough. It's uh, yeah. because it's like two different speeds of the same rhythm, and it's, uh, it was a little weird. And, the, yeah, and the song is just like a little bit slow, and, like, it does have a weird kind of, like, weird yeah. low energy to it when i expect like bu- busting rhymes the clown prince of hip-hop to like yeah. just be a lot more high energy than that right um, and uh, but it's, it's still the video is amazing though like the video is incredible if only because like anything where somebody's going to dress up in like terrifying white face yeah like i i think it, that like any kind of racial face is scary yeah, me. well, like I could it's like that. blackface is a, is offensive, obviously. Like, I mean, I don't that's not, to me, that's not kind of hard hitting political opinion you come to teenage <laughs> dirtbags for. Um, but it also is unnerving, uh-huh. like in a way. And same thing with like you know, like the movie White Chicks or uh, you know this terrifying rigs. Um, yeah. Like, uh, just it it looks it just looks terrifying to me. I now, don't know. I'll admit, I was you know I was what seventeen when this video came out or whatever, and and I was not as politically aware as I am now, but I don't remember like Busta Rhymes or, or split star getting any heat for doing whiteface as opposed to like Nick Cannon, uh, like last year getting a lot of, a lot of flack for that. Yeah. We're, we're, it's a weird way that like, in some ways I do feel like we're regressing. Like I, in most ways I think that, you know, we're kind of getting better as a people yeah. with that shit, but it's in fact, what it is is we're getting more polarized. So like, the people who are going to have problems with that are louder than they were before. I think there yeah. are less of them, but they're way louder. 
So sure. like in, you know, um, like today we're recording this on Martin Luther King Day and mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, a lot, I'm seeing tons of stuff on, on Twitter. There's like people who are just saying, you know, if Martin Luther King was alive today, like, you know, there'd probably be like people on fucking 8chan, like swatting his house and shit. Like yeah. he would be harassed by internet men the same way that tech feminists are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in in some ways, like, you know, it's like the the people who have shit opinions are louder and more powerful than maybe they were before. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it sucks. It's a somber note. What what can what can we go into? What of our favorite famous segments can we go into to to get out of this this note of of seriousness? Well, I have a new uh, I have a new segment I wanted to debut. A new old favorite. It's a yeah, it's a new twist on our classic favorite. It is called. Uh, wish list. We're teenage dirtbags, and this is exactly what we've wished for. And it's uh, Gary. What you wishing mm-hmm. about? <laughs> you you wishing about like maybe? <laughs> and I was thinking specifically, uh, what music video or what song do you wish had a music video so we could do it on the show? Or oh, that's a- expand it. <laughs> <laughs> alternatively anything um <laughs> um um i'm gonna i'm gonna go for uh one i talked about on a yet unreleased uh but will be released by the time people hear this episode of abject suffering are you familiar with the paul simon song cars are cars uh yes yes i am okay I think that it, I think there's a good argument to be made that it's the stupidest Paul Simon song and he's mm-hmm. a, he's a national treasure and that it's a, he's a musical genius. Yeah. But he has decided to write a song that the that's just, you know, King Tautology boy and and his the the central premise of the song is that cars are cars all over the world. They're similarly made and they're similarly sold. Yeah. And that's that's uh, the guy who wrote uh, I am a rock also wrote this song about how cars are cars and a video that was like Paul Simon checking out different kinds of cars, <laughs> comparing, <laughs> contrasting and stuff. I would really like I'd really appreciate doing. I, I see that as a very like super 1980s style video where the cars are like all neon colored and he's like walking through the lot and everyone's a caricature of like yeah, or, a used oh, car salesman. Sure. Yeah. Or, or they're like money or nothing style computer graphic super blocky cars. Oh, that and could he's be, walking that would through be like a fantastic fun. carscape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now it's like turned into a cars.com commercial. <laughs> yeah, Jim Henson's Carscape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's yeah, that how, about, how about you, buddy? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a little little vague since you went with a specific music video, and I'll save a video for later. But like, I kind of wish I had a format in which I could just talk about how much I like Annie Clark from uh, Saint Vincent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she she's she's a national treasure. She, uh-huh. She's wonderful. This is this show. Like I understand though, because this show isn't necessarily the format for like effusive, genuine praise of yeah. things. And uh, but she's she's a musical genius. Like that last album, so good. Yeah, yeah. But we can't talk about it here. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it here. It's too positive. Instead, um, yes. Uh, what we can talk about. Yeah, what can how, we talk? Uh, we can talk about, um, you know, if uh, in the meantime, you know, you can always rate and review the show on iTunes, mm-hmm. check out other shows in the network, go to patreon.com forward slash TV. But if you think that's great and you think this episode's been great, you think we're great, we really appreciate that. But I'm here to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
because every episode, a teenage dirtbag ends with a poem about an onion from our very own Brayden Cameron. Brayden, do you have a poem for me? I do. Of course I do. Uh, it's not like I didn't prepare for the show. Um, well, I wasn't right. implying that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the first episode we ever recorded when I didn't have one. Uh, Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Loose lips and leaks, round hips and peaks, do not a sinking ship mate. Horseshoes and hands, coconut booze and sands, do not an escape fate. Thank you. Oh, that's very nice. That is very beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to thank Gary, especially on that one, because up until uh, we talked about it, I didn't know leeks were actually onions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Again, learning. This Mm -hmm. is the podcast for learning, hard-hitting political commentary, and uh, time to the bad post. (laughs) All right. And good night. (laughs)